church are now open. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to the Worst Ones podcast. We are back. Thank you guys for listening on Spotify, watching on YouTube. Uh, faithful listeners, we appreciate you. Um, we have about the same numbers. Each week, so I, whoever those people are, they're definitely listening every week. Uh, how many? Well, see, that's how you don't get it. Okay, okay never mind. <laughs> you won't answer that out loud. Just let me. Just let me. <laughs> so those five hundred people <laughs> that listen. I was going to say if, if it, I would have said the number. Trust me, if I was, but you, we can't. Not right now. <laughs> that five, those five hundred people that listen every week, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Spend all your time and offerings to my cash out. <laughs> I won't give you my Instagram, but I give you my cash out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you can follow me there. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Rudy Wilson. I'm one of your hosts. We got uh, Janessa rolling in the building. Kevin Lee and Terry Wayne. Uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, well, I, I started with Kelly this week. Kelly, Kelly, how's it going for you? How's your week been? How's it been since the last time we all got together? Things have been good. I don't have any complaints. Gotcha. Blessed and highly favored. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> all the time. All the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry Wayne, what about you, sir? Oh, I got lots of complaints. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm overworked, overstressed, and exhausted. That's gotcha. what I got. Yeah, I okay. mean, I was I was literally doing work right up until the time we started this. Wow, and I'll be, be like when that. We're done. So. Be like that. I hustle, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> hey man, we're we're proud of you. We are. We're proud of you. You can you can and you can stop and make a good uh, homemade pie anytime you're ready. You know what I'm saying? If you need to, just put the if crust. I can in have the time, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we're in the real estate market and the real estate market's been on fire for the last year. So I've been doing like 14, 15 hour days for like a year now. And I'm what, just, what, I'm what do you do at real estate? You investor, broker, what you doing? Like wholesaling, flipping? I'm a, I'm a, a home and building inspector. Oh, gotcha. the Anytime they sell a property, I go in there and check it out, tell them what's going on with sure. it uh, before, before they buy it. But okay. Crazy, and then I gotta come home and write a report about what I found. But you do like three or four of those a day, and next thing you know, you know, you work from nine to five, then you come home and you spend, you know, maybe uh, from six p.m. to one a.m. writing those reports, and it's just like, and it's thick. I remember when I got mine, um, when I bought my house a few years ago, it was it was thick um, and thorough. Like you guys expect, like, than, yeah, yeah, That's- every every inch it came with pictures. Um, where I mean, it was it was thick. Um, I'm like, what is this? Um, so yeah, I I don't understand, but I'm on the side. How long you been a good old? You see me drinking these every time we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> how long how long you been a good old homeowner, uh, Kelly Lee? Um, I bought my home January 2017. Hey. No, 18. Hey. For three years, yeah. I have not been, so I feel some type of way about that. <laughs> Most people haven't. <laughs> I didn't really put any decorations up until like right before COVID, and then yeah. COVID happened, and so I wouldn't let anybody over because it was just real bland. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, it was just, some nice Tuscan sunset. Like I that. know that's what I need. <laughs> that's what I need. That's just home goods, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> home goods. <laughs> ain't stylish, they are, you know. <laughs> Same. I just got some money. 
Right. Well, Janessa, what what about you? How, how how have you been since last week? You know, I've been better. Last week was stressful. The transition for uh, full time working in grad school, in mm-hmm. a podcast, and a blogger, and like self care and all those things. Um, it's a lot. Starting a new business, Melanin Brews. No. Yeah, it's, no. it's a lot. Um, boyfriends are a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been stressful, but um, I think I'm getting doing better at like getting organized and planners and sticky notes and all of that jazz. So all of that jazz. Y'all got an hour and thirty minutes <laughs> time slot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm um, glad everybody. I'm glad everybody's booked and busy out here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Everybody got shit to do once this is over with. So I, I mean, right. I'm, I'm happy that this isn't all you got going. <laughs> this is all you were looking forward to, like your podcast. Wednesdays, right? Gotcha. At 63 minutes, I'm out of here. That's right. 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 <laughs> I timed this out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Cool, man. Rudy, how you how you doing? You didn't have some big moves, some big transitions in the last couple of weeks. Yes, but not not nothing since the last time we spoke. I've I've mentioned that I moved and stuff. I mean, nothing has has anything how, manifested how, in the last. How, has anything happened since you moved? <laughs> How was your show that you had? Manifested. I like that word. It's like you, you're saying it like he stole some land for some. <laughs> he manifested uh, his destiny. <laughs> right, right, right. No, show, shows are good. Uh, yeah, when I when I was there, I actually be back in Miami uh, next week. Uh, okay. For well, maybe you uh, can actually come see your boy then. You know. He's if you got time, far. Mr. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> booked and busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm, I'm booked and busy. You know what I'm saying? I got to. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah, no, I actually, no, I, I, I am, uh, I'm going down there for the sake of, uh, I'm in like somebody, I'm doing like a comedy, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's like a sketch or like a short film or whatever, uh, but this is something that just came about. It's a little, little small, little paid gig. Um, so I'm gonna just stay down there the week and you know who's doing I'm gonna meet the person for the first time tomorrow. This is all, you know, my, my life my, my life is 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 day to day. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I make plans for the next day and I wake up and something else happens. You know what I'm saying? And so um yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's a thing. Uh but other than that, yeah, that's 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 about it. You know what I'm saying? My hair's getting longer. I'm always proud of that. You know, what long I'm saying? hair don't care. Oh, uh, mine too, Rudy. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> so that's about it for me. Janessa, um, you got you got a birthday coming up. Black people, long hair is supposedly uh, it's something to be proud of, but with white people, it's something to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? Like if my hair gets longer, it's like get a haircut. Right, like right. that's what you hear all the time. Like you need a haircut. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So grow it out, Terry. Huh? Be free. I said grow it out. Grow it out, be free. <laughs> no, I only work with this one standard. Like everything else is garbage on <laughs> Have you tried other styles over your life? Oh yeah. oh yeah. No, I've had it longer and I just look like a hillbilly. <laughs> and, uh, and I I when I was a teenager I had a fade. Uh and that just that's just weird. Uh, okay. Gotcha. You don't want to see a forty-year-old white man with a fade. <laughs> Too many people asking me if I sell weed or not. Right. Like, 
No, that, it doesn't sound that good. It doesn't sound no, I'm <laughs> saying, Janessa, you got you got a birthday coming up. You uh, you got big plans, or are you letting COVID shut you down? Uh, you know, for a second, I let COVID shut me down. I was mm-hmm. sad about it and wasn't going to do anything. Um, yeah. But my boyfriend said he has activities planned on, all day, starting at 9.30. I need to be up and ready to go. Hey. So I'm excited about that. And then, <laughs> he's a good one. Yeah. And then Sunday, I'm going to do like a small like drop-by kickback in my backyard you know nothing really organized if you just want to drop by between these hours you can um and that's it hopefully maybe later this year um we can go or i can go to somebody's beach like i had planned to go last year right (laughs) my trip to jamaica was canceled because of COVID. so you know hopefully we can do that this year we'll see a lot of beaches down here are they like warm water and you know margaritas and just peacefully and serene or if you want to really if you really want like the corona commercial experience the corona commercial (laughs) sitting on the little chair you go down to the keys that's where i go when i want aqua blue water that's shallow yeah Yeah, that's what i want calm relaxing i need to see the bottom I would recommend Key Largo then. That's what I would recommend. It's not the like Key West is the party place, but Key Largo is just the chill, relax, eat some good food, some conch salad, and some <coughs> on the beach. Like okay. For that. And not, it's a lot cheaper than Key West is. So. That's not where Trump is, though, right? No, he's in Palm Beach by yeah, me. Yeah, he's where, where, he's where Terry is. Oh, yeah, okay. lives, I could drive to his house in about 10 minutes. Oh no! Mm-mm. I don't. <laughs> I'm yeah, I don't. I don't go down there either. So, <laughs> I've actually been to Mar a Lago many times because my father's uh, my father's nonprofit would run fundraisers there. So, and I would help him run the fundraisers. So, I've been to Mar a Lago plenty of times. In fact, uh, there's a there's a Scotch glass, a tumbler in my cabinet that I stole from Donald Trump. Uh, on general principle, the last time we did it, the last time I was running his fundraiser, I it was the end of the night. I had a tumbler of scotch, and I said, "You know what? I'm taking this one with me." Because he was already president, he was already pulling that stuff. 2017. I was like, "This is coming home, and I'm saving forever." And I was like, "This is coming home with me." Like it. All right. That's my Harry petty. That's my petty Donald Trump headline. Yeah, it's, it's my petty. <laughs> right gotcha all right say less um all right so 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 being that we're we're, we're about uh 16 episodes deep i believe it's 16 episodes i really guessed the number but I'm, I'm i think i'm right um oh gosh i know i know we're, we've been doing this just say it's been what four months uh mm. around that um and you know and, and and i've you know when we first started this thing you know uh i mean me and terry have pretty much always been okay as far as like you know feeling comfortable being on a podcast and then on top of being on a podcast, even, you know, doing the subject matters that we, you know, that we delve into as far as being a PK and all that different type of stuff. And so um, I was curious to know everybody's thoughts on uh, how I feel like you have per se changed, if you will, or if you have changed 
Um, or how have you grown? How have you, uh, you know, and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like in your spiritual life. It can even just be as a podcaster. You know what I'm saying? Just like how have, what has changed about you since episode one to episode 16 in reference to growth, being more comfortable, uh, certain things you may have tried to keep hidden when we first started. Now you don't or whatever the case may be. And then on top of that, and we'll answer that question first. Then on top of that, we will go into um the question I wrote is, will you ever be free from church scrutiny? That that doesn't mean that will church scrutiny or people in general scrutinizing you, will that ever stop? I mean, free meaning like, will you ever be free from it? Like, will you ever not care and just go ahead and just, you know, be yourself, be, be you 100 percent of the time? Or will we maintain at least what I, I did all my life growing up? Like, I know how to act in front of church people and then I know how to act when I'm not around church people. Um, and so I guess, will you ever get to the point of, of not being that, or do you feel like we always have to maintain some level of, um, I don't know if you call it secrecy, but some level of, you know, keeping it tucked in because, you know what I'm saying? Church people be messy or whatever the case may be. So I'm let the ladies go first, but I want to hear out of both of them because these two hermit crabs have come out of their shell <laughs> as we have gone along this thing. Y'all didn't say nothing, and me and Rudy just ran it until you got comfortable. So obviously, I've seen this change you two a bit. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to show my glass of wine while I'm on there. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. So I want some honesty out of you two. I just felt like I got my whole life just read. <laughs> But that was what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask first. So two questions. One from Terry and Rudy, um, because I know Janessa and I had more of the uh, slower start. Have you guys seen a difference in us since the start of the podcast? So Terry kind of just said. Yeah, um, yeah, of course we have. You're opinionated now. You say what's on your mind. You drink your wine with pride. That's <laughs> Technically, I still drink my wine in my coffee mug. <laughs> I had a wine glass. Time or two. My, my father does the same thing. When he drinks red wine, he drinks it out of a coffee mug. And I'm like, you are classless as they come. Why don't you just get a goblet? Right. <laughs> you know. Like you think Jesus drank his wine out of a coffee mug? No. <laughs> but to be fair, I have like a ton of coffee mugs and like two wine glasses. So this was easy to find. Yeah, the other two are dirty from last night. It's fine. <laughs> to, to answer your question, Kelly, for me, uh, I would just simply say that is why I asked this question because of the change that I have seen. Um, but I, I, I want to... I want to hear what you guys feel about the change for yourself. And then I will, I can go into more detail, but I'll wait to after y'all answer. Um, Cause I, I'm just curious to see how you feel about yourself. And you know, if you did like the self-reflection and what that change looks like to you. I'll st- go ahead. You got it. I don't know. I'm just waiting for these girls to go all girls gone wild on this thing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we'll really get some viewers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Viewership's going to go way up. Right. I'll start. And not even to get super, um, I guess, emotional or about myself. Well, I guess it's the question is about me. But um, 
yes, I have changed as a person since the start of the podcast, which I think is the change you see in the podcast. So from the beginning, um, so starting from Rudy's other podcast, um, do you mind if I call you the B word? Bitch, yes. Yes, that word. <laughs> Um, <laughs> on TV now, it's fine. And, right? um, and so you approached me about that, and I had you know just a lot of reservations about doing it for a lot of different reasons. But one, mm-hmm. just um, not wanting to be on this type of platform talking. And so then a couple of maybe about a month or two later, you had approached me about this podcast, and I really didn't want to do this one either. Right. Um, I appreciated the opportunity um, to have this type of platform to to talk about being a, a PK because there aren't many spaces where you're with other people that kind of understand this life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to do it for my own anxiety. Um, just I have anxiety, just period of mm-hmm. talking to people mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. talking in front of people and talking with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the anxiety that comes from People to your second question, the scrutiny um, and the judgment from right. church people, right? Um, and so, but I knew, and it may have been the spirit of the Lord that said, Kelly, you know, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, what I haven't seen, and what you guys may never see, is that there was an episode prior to the first episode, and it was just uh, Rudy, Terry, and I, and um. It was probably absolutely terrible. Um, probably worse than the real episode. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot all about it. I forgot we did do like a, a <laughs> we, we never used it, right? Maybe the unreleased bonus, footage. Uh, <laughs> bonus footage for the DVD. Right. <laughs> right, right. right. Some commentary. Right. When this goes to Netflix, right. um, <laughs> we'll put it on there. Claim it. Claim it. <laughs> Throw it out there, girl. Throw right. it out there. <laughs> um, but no, but this has definitely helped me. Um, like I said, like Terry said, come out of my shell a little more. Um, mm-hmm. I've always had opinions. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't always shared them, even in personal, more intimate settings than mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I even find myself outside of this podcast um, looking at myself like, "Oh, girl, you just." Okay, you know, um, so I definitely feel like I have changed. I have grown. Um, It's a combination of of a couple of different things. I do appreciate Terry and Rudy for holding us down um, throughout the beginning. When you hear those first couple episodes, I listen to episode, the end of episode one, and all you hear is Terry and Rudy. I'm like, me and Janessa still here? (laughs) We saw the potential. We were just waiting. (laughs) We appreciate your patience. Um, but no, and, and honestly, this was something that I used to dread every Wednesday. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, we got to do this again. I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Um, I had to have my shot first, um, a drink first. Back in October when we started, I wouldn't even have told you that. Right. Um, <laughs> now I don't mind. Right. Um, you know, to, to get through it. And then it got to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to um you know, to Wednesdays to have this conversation, to have this time to push myself further, um, to share my opinions in a safe space where though we disagree, um, there's no judgment. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've definitely changed. I've definitely grown. Like I said, one day I'm going to listen to these podcasts. That's my next step in my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually listening to them back. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, that's that's funny because when we first started, I really looked forward to it. And now I dread it all week long. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I said, because I, I think it's, it's been therapeutic for me um, on a lot of different levels um, in conjunction with I also go to therapy about my anxiety. So now I'm telling you all my business. Um, that's all right. I got that, too. Yep. <laughs> I, go to, I go to therapy about my anxiety and I have talked about the podcast in my therapy session. Um, and, and one of the things that we're working on in my therapy session is me listening back to the podcast and then advertising and publicizing it more. Um, so that's how deep this was for me that I brought it up in therapy and I got therapy goals on this on this podcast because wow. I knew it was something that I needed for me to step out of my shell, to step mm -hmm. out of my comfort zone. Um, for things that I want to do personally, professionally, you know, after this. So wow. have I changed? Yes. Um, so thank you. Are you all are of you, you? And thank you to Rudy. Are you on any, uh, are you on anything for anxiety? <clears throat> yeah, well, there's this great product called Bistril. This is just you and me. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> it is, it's an antihistamine that's mm -hmm. basically a prescription Benadryl. But when you when your anxiety gets high and you really get stressed out, you can take one. It doesn't do anything to you. It just kind of calms you down a little mm, bit. Okay. Like I, I have some on the ready if it ever happens to me because I've had high anxiety too. Uh, I mean, I uh, you know even last uh, year, like because of work being so strenuous and working so many hours and everything else that was happening last year, like it just got to be too much. Uh, so I went to a doctor They're like, ah, oh, just, you know, he starts getting too much. You just take this, take a little breather, relax, whatever. But it's been a lifesaver for me. Cause I was like having panic attacks every day for like two mm. and a half months, you know, mm. you know, like just too much stress, too much, this trying to make everybody happy. So like, I totally get that, you know, angle of it because right. it does after a while, the stress can change your brain chemistry mm -hmm. to the point where it's, uh, you know, it just, it's too much. So I sympathize completely with it because it's, it's hard to explain to somebody when you get to that, <laughs> what it's like, you right. Know? Right. You know, when that adrenaline gets released and your hands start shaking and you can't just, you know, like I know what it is. Mm -hmm. Even now, oh, <laughs> see, this is what I love about this podcast that we could just be honest and open and transparent. If you can see my table, um, it's wet from the sweat from my hands mm, um, <laughs> and my anxiety. Um, and most times you guys can't see me, um, yeah. but I shake my hand shake. But most times you can't you can't see that. I knee shake. Um, yeah. So like I said, but this has helped me kind of push through because prior to this, I would have avoided anything like this. And I know that there's more things like this that I need to do in the future. Right. And this is definitely step one to something well, greater. You know, and I, I, I like that we're broaching the subject and I'm going to jump off topic for one second, Rudy, mm -hmm. just because I know there's a stigma out there when it comes to this. Like if you, if you suffer through any of this, it makes you weak or you're not strong or especially when it comes to guys, mm -hmm. because guys don't want to admit it. They don't want to talk about vulnerabilities or whatever. And it's like, look, man, <clears throat> I used to go out to Alaska, a float plane would drop me off with a couple of people and they'd come back in six days and you're hundreds and hundreds of miles away from anybody. No cell service, no nothing. Just out in the Alaskan wilderness. I'd climb a mountain, shoot a bear, 
skin it, butcher it, and carry it down on my back 6,000 feet. That's a real story. But when it, when it comes down to it, if you get in a situation that, where you need some assistance, you need some backup, it's okay to call for backup. So if you're suffering with anxiety or depression, you need to go and get some backup. And I know this better than most. I mean, my mother suffered from depression for years until she eventually, you know, it ended in suicide. Mm. Uh, so, like, I know better than most. I mean, and that's why I've always produced uh, segments about talking about this kind of awareness, because there is a stigma. Uh, <clears throat> and it does make people feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. to, right. And it's like, no, if you if you had an ulcer, you wouldn't try to deal with it on your own. If you right. had cancer. Or you wouldn't be like, oh, all I have to do is think positively. No, sometimes you just need to reach out and that's it. And there's there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be uh, uh, trying to hide or sweep things under the rug. Just say, no, I'm having a hard time. I just need a little bit of help. That's it. You can't cure allergies with positive thinking. And you can't cure this with positive thinking either. Right. I really like the way you said, um, I like the term backup. You know, and, and just needing some some backup sometimes, some just a little support. That's yeah, that's it. That's all I needed. I got a little baby dose of something. It's nothing strong. It doesn't mess me up or anything like that. I, I don't feel groggy or, you know, it's not a narcotic or anything. It's just a little bit of assistance. It's like my father told me because I talked to him through a lot of that at times when I went through that. And he said, you know, those thoughts, they come to your head and sometimes you know, they get to be too much. But those thoughts are like birds that fly over your head. You can't stop them from flying over your head. But you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, don't, sometimes you just have to just let them fly over and just shoo them away. And that's right. it. But once they start getting, I know exactly what you're talking about, Kelly. Mm -hmm. it's those, uh, they, what do they call them in psychology? They call them uh, catastrophic thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Hardwick did it as part of his special. He said, like, uh, you know, you, you think about one thing. You're like, well, what if I don't get my rent paid on time? Well, what if I, uh, you know, get fired from my job? Well, what if I die? And it always just ends up with the worst case scenario when they yeah. fall like dominoes. Like, I get it. Next thing you know, you know, adrenaline's pumping and your your table's wet. Like, I get <laughs> Right. Because mine is. So what if I say something grammatically incorrect or what if I sound stupid or, or what if I say something um, that I can't take back? Um, I don't control the editing here. Actually, I was playing back, like I said, episode two. And I and I clearly said, Rudy, edit all this. And then I listen to episode two and I hear myself saying, Rudy, edit all this. So he didn't edit it. <laughs> Well, let's let's loop it back around to the actual topic, which is, does any of these anxieties have anything to do with the scrutiny that you felt like you have to be perfect all the time? You can't show anybody your weaknesses. You can't show anybody your, your <clears throat> underbelly. You know, you have to maintain this presence right. of I got it all under control. You for know, sure. for, for sure. I mean, it definitely has to yes. do with it. And, and and again, in therapy, that is definitely something that I explore um, as well that I don't know prior to this podcast if I would have even I would have thought to explore it. But this gives me a, a deeper understanding. Um, and so it's a, it supports what I do, I, work, I do in therapy as well. Um, so long story short, 
Yes. Um, I have changed and I gave a long story on how. So gotcha. no, no, no. Sorry, Janessa. So okay. So my uh journey, I would definitely say this podcast has changed me for the better. Uh when Rudy reached out to me, it was like a twofold experience you know, experience or emotion. It was like, wow, no one's ever done this. And I think I would, you know, be really good at sharing some of the things that I've been through. But at the same time, I was like, hell to the gnaw. I am not a public speaker. Like (laughs) I, my friends will say that I am a social butterfly. I can talk to anybody, which is probably true. But when it comes to talking about myself and then like talking to a screen, Um, I just didn't really think that was going to work for me. I've never done it. Um, I've had in the past, like, severe anxiety with public speaking. Uh, Kelly, you're talking about your truths. I can tell you when I was at Georgia Tech and I was doing my uh, senior capstone project, it was like not not the final, final project. This is just the project, like the presentation in front of the seven people in the class. And I literally passed out. Like that's how severe of public speaking anxiety I have. And I know my classmates were looking at me like, is she going to make it through like the final in front of the whole department with like department chairs and all this stuff like that. And so that was just kind of playing in my mind. Like y'all didn't know this, but I'm just like, they want me to speak to they not know that I'm like, horrible speaker um but you know i was like i'm gonna try it and initially i was super nervous because because i have 20 years and i feel like that's crazy to say i have 20 years of experience in something and i'm only 31 but i have 20 years of being a pk and i feel like i i have so much that i can say and so much i could bring but part of that PK journey was like not saying anything. So it was like this internal conflict about, well, I know a lot, but how much should I say on this podcast? Like, how real can I really be? I know a lot of stuff about a lot of people. I know a lot of shicey stuff. I know a lot of positive stuff. Like I know as a PK, you know, especially living (laughs) with your parents, you overhear a lot of things. Being in ministry yourself, you kind of get a firsthand experience of how things work. And I just did not know how much of that I could really bring here initially. And so I was very cautious about what I said, how I said it, how much I said. You know, I would try to like put these like uh, warnings or, you know, try to sugarcoat it so it, it won't land as like, you know, just smack you in the face type of thing. Um... Let me ask you this question. Let me ask all three of this question. Uh, Just to to what Janessa's saying. When when Rudy first presented this idea and, and, you know, tried to get this thing off the ground, how many out of all four of us, hands raised, how many had the the first thought we had was, what if my mother slash father who's in the church sees this? Because that's me. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. Like, I know I went and talked to my dad before I even agreed to do this because I'm like, what do you think about this? Like, like, but that's the scrutiny we put on ourselves. And it comes from the position. It comes from the 
I don't want to let them down by being something they don't want me to be, or I don't want to let the congregation down, or I don't want to put judgment on them based on what I said or did. You know, so there's a responsibility there just to protect, almost to protect like the family name and the. Right. So what you were saying to that, like it was still an internal struggle with that, because on one hand, I'm feeling exactly what you're talking about, Terry. But then right. on the other hand, I feel like for so long I have denied my true feelings about things like where I have put other people's needs and concerns over myself. And. You know, as I get older, it just kind of, this whole podcast, honestly, and some other things that's been going on in my life has just shown me like, no, Janessa, you need to really walk through some of this stuff and really understand the root of it, how it impacted you, why, you know, connect the dots to what happened then to why you do things now. And I think a lot with this podcast, because I think a lot of my um, I don't want to call them issues, but just life experiences. We all have issues. <laughs> happened from stem from some type of church or religious or, um, uh, you know, from that circle. A lot of stuff did happen from that circle. And so even now, I don't think I've fully, you know, gone through it all. Um but I feel like I'm making steps where I would have never, I wouldn't say I would never, but it would have taken something else or somebody else to like bring me to this point where I'm like wanting and willing to kind of figure out how do we get to this point and who is Janessa going to be moving forward? Because I think something with, that's going on in this pandemic, being out of traditional church, like not having to participate in the choir or the dance ministry or uh, the young adult ministry or any stuff like that. Um, not necessarily because I don't want to, but you know, just because the pandemic, some of the things aren't offered. Um, it just kind of makes me think about, so what, what are your views on church now? Mm -hmm. You've been out of church for a year. Like when the church goes back or when you can go back and, go to church comfortably are you going to still be as involved are you still going to be as sorry active are you i would, I would assume they'd be more involved you know because you have that hunger to be around other people now and, and uh, you know go back to normal so i i would feel like people would be more involved now i'll probably once this all once this is all behind us i'll probably go out more doing comedy than i ever did before just because it's been building up so much and I can't help but feel like it's probably going to be the same for them. You know, maybe, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this out. myself. Um, well, we all are. That's the thing is we're all doing this together. We're all trying to figure this, this craziness out for each other, you know? Absolutely. Um, even just like the relationships I have with people, not like just because we're being in the pandemic and this is not even just church people. I mean, this is like coworkers and, some friends, like, I've noticed that I don't communicate with them if I don't see them. And, you know, like, what does that mean for our relationship? Some people, that means, like, you know, you can be apart and y'all can get together and it's like nothing has changed. 
And then there are some relationships where you just kind of fade away. You know, you go your separate ways. It's not like any animosity or it's a, a blowout or whatever. And so, like, even things like that, I'm just kind of like, well, what, what's going to happen after the pandemic? Because some of these people at church who I used to be super, you know, I would talk to all the time. I haven't talked to them in a year. So what is that going to look like? Um, but needless to say, all of that to say, I think the pandemic has, I mean, not the pandemic, Lord Jesus, <laughs> the podcast, the podcast <laughs> has definitely changed me for the better. It's definitely uh, given me an opportunity to examine myself in a way that I probably wouldn't have um, if the opportunity wasn't here. Is given me an opportunity to, opportunity to express some things that I have kind of suppressed for a while, and I think that it's the perfect platform to do it. You know, maybe up until this point, I haven't had that opportunity because it wasn't the platform wasn't right, the timing wasn't right. Um, and Rudy, so thank you, like for for putting this together because it just it has been very beneficial. Even though I still get nervous speaking. And I don't already always say the right thing. <laughs> and I go, you know, on a tangent or I might get off topic, but thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, for sure. This was this was all Rudy's idea and a hundred percent credit goes to him. Uh I'll do mine now. Uh now that the ladies have gone. <laughs> Doing the podcast hasn't changed me at all, just being honest. It hasn't, it hasn't changed me at all. I went, uh, you know, in, in 2008, I went through the worst period of my life. Right. And, and as I said before, it was, it was my mom's suicide. It changed me, you know, right. it changed who I was changed the way I looked at everything. I was a 27 year old kid and I had to deal with this, uh, you know, uh, with some pretty traumatic stuff, to be honest with you, you know, the, watching that descent and doing this, like I, and I've been struggling with it ever since, but the, the fact of the matter is the best thing that I have taken out of this podcast has been Janessa and Kelly, no offense, Rudy. Right. But watching, watching you two come out of your shells, you know, you know, and grasp yourself as who you are and not be afraid, not be ashamed. Cause I remember those days uh, up until the time I was like 26, right? <laughs> I wouldn't even smoke a cigarette in front of my father, even though I was an adult, I was an adult. I could do whatever I want, but I wouldn't smoke a cigarette in front of my father. I thought, Oh my God, that's so disrespectful. You know what I mean? But in a way I was hiding who I was for all that time. I was hiding who I really was. And that creates a lot of shame that you take internally. And you put that on yourself. You're saying there is something about yourself to be ashamed of, but there isn't. There isn't. Uh, we're all doing our journey in life and we're all taking our own paths. And we're all trying to get to the same place, which is a happy, fulfilled life. And it doesn't matter which way you take. You can take this way or that way. As long as we all get there, that's all that matters. So watching you two come out of your shells, own who you are and be your genuine selves with no apologies, no restraint. That's really been inspiring to me. And I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. That's really been inspiring to me because it was the same thing to me. Cause after, after I went through my little fall, you know, uh, I came out the other side different. 
I said, I'm going to live this life. Whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. I'm not apologizing to anybody. I'm not hiding from anybody. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to be the best person I can be. And you know what? If the best that I have isn't good enough for you, then I guess I'm not good enough. And that's it. I guess I'm not good enough for you. I'm going to go find somebody who I am good enough for. And hopefully I'd like to think I'm good enough for y'all. So <laughs> that's great because you're good people and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Well, so I'm, I'm proud of both of you for eventually, you know, overcoming that because I know how hard it is to overcome it. Thank you, right. Terry. You're welcome. I yeah, I and, I, and I yeah, and I, I did all that. Can we get some um, tissues over here. <laughs> I, I, I definitely, I definitely uh, did all that, you know, in the sense of, uh, like I said, that's the reason why I even brought up the question because I, I definitely seen the growth. And even when I was thinking of a topic, you know, I was, I was thinking of all type of questions, but I was just like, I honestly would like to see because honestly, it was noticeable for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and, it, and it, it happened pretty, it happened quicker than I imagined. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like because it's not, it's not even like this episode is when y'all opened up like it's happened over you know what I'm saying? it's been more than one episode so it's not like this is just something that just happened but it was like it was it was to me it was kind of like we was at maybe like the, the quarter mark you know what i'm saying and, I, and it was like the first quarter into the first quarter mark and i was just like yo maybe we should just kind of just reflect you know what i'm saying and just and just see because i mean sometimes it's good to see the purpose in what you're doing you know what i'm saying um because a lot of times you know it's it's, it's hard to keep going when you don't even know like where the finish line is if there is if there you know even is a finish line how long you know to get there you know how much does it take to get there like do you have enough what it takes to, you know to get there um and so i think that you know even just this small amount of growth you know and, and y'all have plenty more room to blossom like this isn't even y'all's you know no. like i like like even even like when terry was talking like i i agree with what he was saying but i i wouldn't I personally wouldn't say y'all are at the point of completely unapologetic. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like even when y'all do do things, you probably think about it at least once, once the podcast is over with. As opposed like to me, by the time I hit stop, I don't even think about nothing. Like I'm, I am completely on to the next thing. I don't care if we argued on here. I don't care if we had a good time. Like, because for me, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I have gotten to a point where I've taught myself like I'm, I just don't get emotional about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, like, well, like that it, might be the comedian thing too, because we're trained like once the spotlight but it, but, is off, that's the end of the set. That's it. But, it, you just but it, that that's that's true as far as like performance. But I'm saying like even in conversation, like if, even if even if the cameras was off, we was having and we were just going at it about the whole Christmas thing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. would I wouldn't I would never walk away from that conversation like still mad at y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you didn't agree. You know what I'm saying? Cause, because for me, I, I haven't thought about it once since then until you just said it. <laughs> What'd you say, Janessa? I said I have not thought about that Christmas conversation. Right, right. <laughs> it was good while it happened, but it's over. No, but I'm just saying with I'm saying with anything, like even even when like when I thought about bringing up this subject, it wasn't because like after every episode, I was thinking like, oh man, Kelly finally drank on, you know, with a wine glass on camera. Like I didn't, that's what I'm saying. Like I literally, it wasn't, but it just, it just was subliminally in my mind. Like it just was in my subconscious. And so when I, when I was thinking of the subject, all this stuff, almost like a timeline just flashed in my mind. I was just like, oh yeah, like they have, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I'm saying. Like, so for me, 
I came into this thing free. I came into this thing knowing that I was getting people who weren't, you know what I'm saying? But that was the point. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, if we already, if we all came on here wide open, nobody would see what we're trying to do for them. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but, but the, being the fact that they can see, okay, even people who are, who are agreeing to talk in these subject matters, they have grown in front of our eyes that, you know what I'm saying? That can help then somebody else to see the growth in y'all. And then now they can grow. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I said, me and Terry, we just been us. Like I ain't shit changed about me since day well, one till now. You know what I'm saying? But it should change. It's but, like Ernest Hemingway said, there's no nobility in being uh, superior to your fellow man. The only true nobility is being superior to your former self. So you should constantly be evolving into the, the better version of you. That's our job. Our I, job was to help each other and be better every day that we can be and be better than we were yesterday until we die. And then we're done. That's that's our job as people. Right. But, it, but, but this is what I'm saying, though. Listen, 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 listen. Done. They, listen. These two aren't done with growing yet. No, no, no. I got that. But it, out of the place they're at right now, you still got a lot of way to go. You know, right, right. But I'm saying, I'm saying for me, I'm talking about me personally. Like, I'm oh. saying, like, I, I have not from from episode one till now. Like, I haven't like consciously been like, oh yeah, like I've kind of done anything more. I just felt I've just I've just literally just been almost like a fly on the wall watching y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that's why like Terry's even like you know giving y'all the kudos or whatever like that. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like for us, like we've been, even if me and him have like changed, just say like in our own personal way, like, you know, like his Sarah's even opened up more, even, you know, let us know about his mom and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So that is a change, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm saying, but, but it, there was no necessarily like growth in him in the sense of him being necessarily in like the shell of being on camera, talking, being opinionated. Like he always already had that, you know what I'm saying? He just kind of just let us more into a more intimate side, but y'all came from completely like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, but there's, you know what I'm saying? Oh my bad. Like tucked in the shell. And everybody's, you know. Yeah. Everybody's got walls though. That's the thing is like, I mean, I wanted to tell y'all that story in the very beginning, but you can't be trusted yet. But as we've gone along with this podcast and I've gotten to know everybody a little better and we've gotten a little more personal then it feels okay, you know, but that's the evolution. That's the evolution of life and, and personal relationships. With the, with but I'm people. saying, but I mean, you, but, you, but, but if you're not, if you're not growing, then what's the point? But you you're know? still, but Terry, you're still, you're still shorting yourself credit because like, yeah, you shared it with us, but this also goes on Spotify, goes on YouTube. Like, so you shared that with the world, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's, that's well, big, know. you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I'm saying that's big though. I know, but I don't see it that way. I see it as sharing it with you guys. You know right. what I mean? Let the world watch, but I don't give a shit about what they're doing. I care about what's going on right here in these four little panels on my computer. That's right. all I'm looking at. I'm looking at Kelly with that shitty grin she's got on her face. About she, she thinks this is so sweet. Her heart is warmed. I can see it all over her face. Oh, me? That's a two. Yeah. <laughs> And, but that's the thing is, we should all be growing all the time. We should all be trying to bring our walls down, try to be more outgoing, try to be more honest with other people. You know, we, we, this is the way, especially now, especially with everything that's happened over the last 18 months. 
like we we have to do this you know what i mean it, it's it's a biological need for us to do this kind of stuff that's if i could encapsulate what this podcast has meant to me it's meant this these relationships with these three people that i've watched evolve over the last few months and and how it's evolved me and that's the thing you say you're no different than you were when we started. Well, I say you need to catch up and be different because there is a better Rudy, whether you see it or not. Well, there first of all, first of all, I'm I'm always going to be the best, no matter who's around me. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all, y'all, I knew you were going to go Kanye on me. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. But I will say, see, what you don't realize for me, see, you you just have to know where your change is. For me, doing this podcast was the change. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I I literally. Me, 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 and even me strategically getting y'all, and even, and, and of course, even like with Janessa, Janessa was more of a suggestion, like through Risa, maybe from Kelly. It was almost like a chain of people that kind of like how she got here. But even right. when y'all said her name, instantly, I, like it was almost like my spirit knew that, that it's, that was, that's the missing piece. You feel what I'm saying? So it was like, right. so, so, so even with all, and, and literally, I met Terry literally one one time before we did this. You know what I'm saying on 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 his podcast through a mutual comic that we know. You know what I'm saying. So Blender, like every Monday, seven p.m. Right. <laughs> so, 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 go ahead. What is the podcast called, Terry? It's called the Blame Girl Podcast with uh, Giovanni Neal, who's my co-host, and Terry Wayne, who is me. Uh, every Monday night on my Facebook page. Okay. And and the Gonzo Radio Network, and and so like I said, me me doing this podcast, like, because normally, like, you know, when I when I do podcasts, and I and I've learned a lot just from even just doing different ones, like when you're trying to just say select your talent, if you will, for lack of a better term, like it's you know you're, you're looking at who fits the criteria of what you're trying to accomplish, but like literally, like with y'all, none of y'all necessarily like came in fit a criteria, like oh yeah, I know for a fact, like. Yeah, Kelly sounded like she should be on the radio one day. And Janessa, you know, I used to hear her doing the morning announcement. Like, I, I didn't have no background on y'all talking or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I met Terry. And granted, I've known y'all two my whole life. But I, and I, you know what I'm saying? But I've never seen y'all in that light of, like, speaking or whatever like that. So it, it had nothing to do with that. It, and this was the first podcast that had that has nothing to do with me knowing prior, okay, this person's funny or this person is opinionated. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it, it was literally, like, I was searching for PKs. Terry just happened to mention on that podcast that I was on with him that he was a PK. You know what I'm saying? And then, so like that, that that's what like, cause I had already had the thought about doing it. And then I ended up meeting him. He said that it sparked it even more. And I actually reached out to him first. And it's then, and then, um, and then Kelly and then, you know, like uh, Janessa or whatever. Like so for me, like I said, me even going about doing the podcast was my change. You know what I'm saying? But like for me, like I'm I'm I already knew coming into this, like, you know, it was going to take time. So I I wasn't even I wouldn't even consider myself patient. Like I just I I didn't have to try to be patient. I just knew they'll open up when they're ready. You know what I'm saying? But like until then, it is good that Terry is here so that I'm not the only one who looks like I'm just talking about Jesus with a hard on or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? But at the yeah, same time, Morningwood was a bit much. But at the same time, at the same time, um, I, like I said, for for me, I just more or less will say I I appreciate 
just being able to see growth of people on this podcast as opposed to like other podcasts, like it, it may grow in the sense of like all of us, our camaraderie just gets better together. But I, there is no real like this person came in low and, and, and now they're like most improved. You know what I'm saying? But like with y'all, like I said, y'all have this very obvious change. And, and for me, I would just say it happened in a shorter amount of time than I thought. Like I thought y'all would have gotten to where you're at right now further down the line. So that so for me it just makes seem like if, if y'all stay on this track then you know y'all you know we'll be wide open you know by the, the midway mark you know and then uh you know and rolling downhill from there so that's why I said like nothing has changed for me in the sense of like I, I haven't gotten any more comfortable I, mean, I, I already came in comfortable I was fine you know what I'm saying but for me being able to see that I do have a, a more appreciation for this podcast as opposed to the other ones because the other ones like I said I I wasn't able to be able to see that type of growth in the people on there. So I would just say, you know, that's probably a testament to both you and Perry um, for making us feel comfortable that we could say, you know, say the things we do or drink the things we drink. Or, right. Because y'all came in here so like this who it is. If they like it, great. If they don't, okay. Right. Well, right. But who cares? <laughs> we, we talked about it in the big. We talked about it in the beginning, like. I'm sorry to say, ladies, but it was a very calculated move. I called myself the worst one and I drink beer and smoke and all this while we're doing it because I make you feel better about your I'm the, sorry. The things that you worry about. And you're like, well, I'm not as bad as <laughs> so it kind of opens it up a little bit. And it's like, well, all right, like I'll drink a glass of wine, but I'm not going to drink two beers on this podcast, you know? It's like, so his cigarette stands out more than my wine glass. Smooth move. I have a question. I got smooth. Real quick, I just wanted to also say that um, I think it also helps, kind of like you were saying, even though this podcast goes out to YouTube and Spotify, Spotify and whoever else you can listen to it on. 500 viewers. <laughs> <laughs> all 500 viewers every week there even even in our 500 viewership it has given like i still see it like it's just these four four panels like terry said and so it's a lot more comfortable talking about stuff to these four panels or these three panels whatever you want to call them and our 500 viewers in their face like if we were doing this live at somebody's church well, and it's not even three panels. I'll, I'll, I'll correct you right there. It's not even three panels. It's four panels because you're listening to yourself say the things that you want to say, too. And it's it's yeah. like Kelly said, it's almost like therapy, uh, you, know, you know, to the point where some, like in therapy, if you have a good therapist, they're not going to tell you what to think. They're just going to draw out what you already think. And they're going to allow you to say that in the safe space, you know, where you feel comfortable where you can talk about the things that are on your mind without shame or guilt or regret or anything. So this is very much like therapy. Very much. Technically, uh, Kelly is a therapist. So, <laughs> hey, doctor. <laughs> even, even, even therapists need therapists. That's what they tell each other. That's right. I know so things. Oh, I'm okay. Kelly, you had a question, right? Yeah, so I was going to ask you, do you consider yourself... Um, uh, this is you, Rudy. Like a a Philly person, like a emotional Philly type of person. As far as what? 
Um, Philadelphia or feeling? <laughs> feeling. F E E L. Hey man, we from Atlanta, man. That's how we talk. You said feeling. That's how we talk. I understood. He understood. I understood. No, but I wanted a cheesesteak. It's like when y'all say "especially," it just drives me up around the bend. I can't, especially in Philly. Feel your emotions. Like, do you feel like? I don't know how to describe it. Like, like you're like when you're in a relationship, does your does your girlfriend say, "You don't understand what I'm saying. You don't. <laughs> you're not being empathetic to how I feel." Um, do you get those a lot? <laughs> do you have those conversations? Um, with well, I've been in very, very, very few relationships in my life. Um, and I mean, like problems three, maybe. You know what I'm that, saying? That makes sense. That makes um, sense. <laughs> but. If, like I mean, I don't I don't know I don't I don't I, I don't know. I, asked, <laughs> I, I just asked because so I've always known you as Reese's little brother, right? And right. so in these last couple of months, I've been able to see Rudy. Right. Um, but, see, I, but but I I haven't but I always wasn't me now. What you've known me all these years, you know what I'm saying? So so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm grown now. You know what I'm saying? And like, right. and even me being an adult, like I've gotten to a point of even, cause even, even being an adult, like there was times, even when I first got on to Facebook and all that, and was doing comedy, you know what I'm saying? And using profanity or whatever like that, when I just, you know, had preaching videos before that, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course there was some type of like reservation there because it's like, oh, but you know, the dog's finna come, you know what I'm saying? Like they finna be on my ass. But mm-hmm. Once again, I got to a point, like I've told y'all way back in the episode, whatever, where like I looked at myself and I was just like, okay, like I've <laughs> no matter no matter what I've been doing in my life, whether I was singing in the choir, preaching, running the streets, whatever, like I've always I've always been involved in some form of sin. You know what I'm saying? Whether it could be the quote unquote big ones drinking, smoking, having sex, or even if it was something that wasn't that big, but still would be considered sin. Like I've, I've always been involved in, it, you know what I'm saying? And I just realized the only difference in how people see my anointing was based off of what they knew that I did and did not do. You know what I'm saying? But like, so you, but so if, if I could just say smash a bunch of women in private, and you not know, but I get on. I can get on in the pulpit and woo the crowd. I'm anointed. Well, that's the scrutiny. But hold, hold on, hold on, Terry, hold on, Terry, hold on, Terry, hold on, Terry. But I'm anointed, right? So, but then, but if if somebody were to ever like a girl come, one of those girls come up pregnant, now all of a sudden I need to be sat down. You feel what I'm saying? But but but, but I need to be sat down now that you know. You know what I'm saying? Or is it because? Because I, I was already doing this, and you said I was anointed. You just didn't know. You feel what I'm saying? Well, so, that's the no. The no is the difference, right? So, so for me, this is what I'm saying. For me, like I'm, I'm not a bad person. Like I can, I, I would have something to hide if I was raping people, you know, killing babies, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I'm not doing nothing like that. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and what I, and what I'm doing, what I'm, what, what I, what I do do with my life. You feel what I'm saying? Like. I'm not ashamed of it. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, I don't... Nobody... I've got to go to baby murder, though. <laughs> he has the most I, extreme I, examples. I, but listen, listen, listen. I've I've gotten to a point where, like, I determine, like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like everything about me. You feel what I'm saying? Like I don't, I've gotten to a point where I don't even look at other people and scrutinize them anymore because like, I don't want nobody doing that to me. Like, I don't care what's going on in anybody's life. I don't care what you do. Like, if you bring it to me, I'll, I'll handle it accordingly then. But like, if you got something going there, like, I don't, I don't care about gossip. I don't care about celebrity gossip. I don't care about anything. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, and and, in that same regard, I don't want nobody looking at my life and then trying to like nitpick or determine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, that's, 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 what I get from this podcast, even about seeing y'all grow, like I want to see everybody get, that's why, that's where the second half of this question came from. Like, do you ever get to a point of that complete freedom of I, like, I am who I am just because I do it in private. That does not mean I don't do it. You feel what I'm saying? And so I'm like, and so for me, like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide it just because I feel like I don't want to hear what you have to say about it. Like for one, you can, I mean, you can say whatever you want to, it's not going to stop me from doing what it is that Rudy Wilson does. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's just pure point blank. And, and, and I, with my relationship with God, I'm going to take my chances with my personal relationship with God, as opposed to what anybody is going to try to tell me what it's supposed to be. Like, I understand there are certain foundations, but nobody's relationship is the same. You feel what I'm saying? Like you you don't you don't know what God and me talk about. I don't know what you and God talk about. You know what I'm saying? And that's not my business. And this ain't your business. You feel what I'm saying? If if, if listen, if if I die and go to hell based off of what I did, it, it ain't nothing that you could have done anyways because that was God will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he already knew that was gonna happen. So leave me alone. You feel what I'm saying? Like I I I I I am even sitting here in Jacksonville, Florida right now because of my relationship with God. I'm not just out here just moving, you know what I'm saying, from place to place. Like, that's not, that has nothing to do with it. But at the same time, I'm not going to explain that to people and hope they get it. I don't care if you get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, that's that's not my concern. I'm going to go to sleep at night and wake up and do what me and God do. You know what I'm saying? And whatever that looks like in your eyes, if you cool with it, that's awesome. If you're not cool with it, that's also awesome because either way, you have a right to feel that way. Well, to answer your question, Rudy, about the second part, do you think about being completely free from church scrutiny? Mm-hmm. I think that's a journey that I'm currently on. Um, and kind of like, not because I'm necessarily doing anything just out there, stupid, crazy, but um like I'm just really going through this journey of figuring out who Janessa is. Just Janessa, not Pastor Roland's daughter, not Dr. Roland's daughter, right. not right. Dr. William's sister, not right. DJ's sister, you know, like not all these other titles of other God sister. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, all those things, all those things. I'm trying to kind of establish who Janessa is. By herself. For sure. And um, pandemic has definitely been helpful because, like I said, we're not at church. We're not interacting. Mm. And it's crazy to me. um, But it's crazy to me. The things that I feel like have been revealed that are passions of mine, whether it's coffee, plants or, you know, just the things that I've been interested in. I found it when I was like by myself. Like mm-hmm. not around people, mm-hmm. um, and so that, I think that kind of jump started the journey of just being free from people. Period. Right. Um, right. 
being happy, whether what makes me happy looks like what you think I should be doing or I'm dating the person you think I should be dating or because those are things that used to like bog my head down. Like, you know, and I would overthink like, oh, wait, my head. Um, you know, even things like going to Georgia Tech. I went I went because I did have an interest in the sciences, but my dad went and my uncle went. Like every college I applied to was a college somebody in my family went to. I didn't go on any college tours. I didn't see what school was, you know, fit my personality or anything right. like that. I right. was just following the footsteps of the people who went ahead of me. And I think now I'm trying to get to a point where I make my own footsteps. Right. And um, I think this podcast is helping. And I do hope to get to a point where it don't matter who you are, whether you're a church person or somebody I went to school with or somebody I goes to work with or or y'all, you know, like right, right, right. I can just be whoever I am and that's what it is. And if you don't like it, because it's something that I kind of struggle with sometimes, if you don't like it, then I used to like overcompensate and try to make that person feel better. Now I'm kind of yeah. getting to a point where I'm just like, okay. Well, right. Well, but that's who we all are, Janessa. We all are that. We're all trying to step out of our parents' uh shadows well honestly where like i wrote a book once that you know called the shadow of the cross where you're in the shadow of the cross because that's the main thing that you're in you know you're in the shade of is because you're not as important as this thing you know what i mean whereas you feel like other people you know people that didn't come up the way we came up or didn't have the things we had uh, or the stresses or what you're talking about, the pressures um, that we had, uh, you know, we're just trying to find ourselves at this point. And I think that's the goal of any person uh, in the church or secular or whatever. Everybody's just trying to find themselves. Everybody's just trying to find a place where they're okay being who they are, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. There's nothing to run from there. You are who you are. And as long as you can just adapt to that and just say, this is my life. It's my existence. I don't have anything to prove and I don't owe anything to anybody else just because of the firm lottery that, that I happen to be a part of. You know, like I didn't choose to be a pastor's son no more than I choose to be white or no more than I choose to be male. Like, I just am who I am. And I think we're all struggling just to come to grips with who we are and how that's okay. It's okay to be who we are, regardless of our faults, regardless of our downfalls or our weaknesses or whatever. You know, we're all just trying to come to terms with this thing we call life. So Kelly Lee, close us out. You, you think you can ever be 100% your, your free self from, from the scrutiny? Um, I think like Janessa said, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I see it more now than I may have a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when did we start this? October? Um, I'm definitely a different person now than I am in October. 
I definitely think um, going back into um, traditional church, face to face, as we call it in school, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I will um, I will be different mm-hmm. um, and I will care, you know, a little less about what what other people um, think of me because of that experience. Mm-hmm. I do th- because of this experience. Um, I do think, though, um, I don't know. Right now, I don't see being completely free of the scrutiny. I don't mm-hmm. see that now, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I do see a space where I am more comfortable with Kelly. I mm-hmm. do see a space where um, my anxiety isn't as high mm-hmm. when it comes to um, how other people think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think that I can, in all spaces, just be 100% authentically Kelly? Mm-hmm. No. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if I want people to see a hundred percent authentically Kelly, you know, like there's some pieces of me that I just don't want to share, um, you know, with the world. So, huh? I said, well then don't put them on the podcast. Well, I mean, anything I put on the podcast, you know, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. You know, but, um, but yes, but, but, but I, right now, like, a, like, like I said, like Vanessa said, it's a journey. Um, but to your question, do I think I will ever be free? My answer today is no. It may change with time, um, but my answer today is no. Will it get better? Yes. Will I be completely free? Mm-mm. Um, because like Terry said earlier, and like we've talked about, um, it's that name. Um, it, it's that, that lead name that I always have to uphold and respect. And so there's just some things that I just will not share just out of respect of being a lead. Do you, I got it, but I have, a, I have a question for you. Do you, do you, do you want to be free? Um, like if you could be like, would you be or, 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 or is not being totally free? Like what you actually want? And just to amend amend that on top of his, just remember that your parents, unless they were PKs as well, they got to live their life free and make their own choices. Uh, So what, if any, responsibility do you actually carry to uphold that Lee name, as you say, uh, as opposed to to living your authentic life, whatever whatever that may be, Kelly, I've gotten to know you pretty well over the months, and you're a good person. Period. End of discussion. So all of those things that you think about yourself, that you think as deficiencies that other people may judge you for, that's just insecurities that are brought on by that religious, you know, connotation of being in the church and having everybody's eyes on you. So, you know, my only advice would be just to live your own truth because your truth seems good to me. It seems great. So why not? I mean, but, I, but you can't really say that because you don't know her. I mean, she's still she's still guarded on here. She hasn't, you know what I'm saying, give me the whole thing on here. So I, I understand. What that I, she's, see. I don't see a bad I, person. I understand, but that's what I'm saying. But, but the whole the whole point of this whole thing is it's it's everybody can only base anything based off of what we show. You know what I'm saying? Like we only we only know it based off of what what any of us give each other. 
You know what I'm saying? And I know for a fact that Kelly has not, you know what I'm saying, done that because even based off her answer saying that she doesn't even feel like she can ever even get to that point. So that's why I'm, I'm asking the question. I get where you stand, but like, let's say in a perfect world, if you could be free from the scrutiny, like, would that be more of your desire or... Or, or are you actually wanting to be like where you're actually at now? No, I mean, I, I definitely want to continue to to grow. And I would agree with Terry. Like, I'm not, and, and to your point earlier, um, Rudy, like, I'm I'm not a terrible person. I'm not out here killing babies and, sure. <laughs> and raping kids. Absolutely. And, you know, hiding know old women in my basement. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to you think of all grace. <laughs> right, like you I'm not, I'm not wise. out here doing it. You, you know. said what, Terry? I said ain't nothing wrong with making kids. Just pick your partner wisely. That's all. She didn't yeah. say raising kids. I she said, said raping kids. Oh, raping kids. Because <laughs> oh, that's what you said earlier. Yeah, you were like, well, I didn't. Well, first of all, I didn't say raping kids. I said raping or killing babies. <laughs> she oh, said. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just trying to be extreme you. as extreme. Let me pull it back. Pull it back. You know. She, I mean, she added up. She went up at Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll raise you. <laughs> I, I won't rape a, a kid, but I'll kill him. Like, that's better somehow. I, I didn't say anything about better. I'm just saying that's not what I said. That's all I said. All right. All right. I need you to make sure that you have this entire podcast somewhere forever, unless one day somebody just um, takes that one piece. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that one piece. Right. <laughs> they done cut it all up. That's the headline. Preachers, kids, killing babies, and raping the corpse. So I need you to have this somewhere for all times. Right. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, I just I don't know if I can truly answer your question. Um, mm. I just like I said, right now I just don't. I, right now I, I see the growth in me. I see myself caring less about some things. Like you mm. said, the drinking thing. When I first started, I would drink my wine out of a regular cup. Now mm. when I drink my wine, I don't mind drinking it out of a wine glass. Mm. I don't care. So there's things like that that I think that I would care less about mm. um, you know, how other people may feel. But I think that there's other pieces you know, because I'm a pre-K that mm. I won't um I don't know that like that, that, that's, no, no, so that that's perfect. Draw your own lines. That's mm-hmm. what's important. Draw your own lines about what's important and what isn't. Yo, you want to drink out of a wine glass? No problem. You don't want to talk about Jesus's morning wood? Fine. That's that's just as good too. Like just it's all about control. It's about control over your own life. Draw your own lines and your own morality about what's right and what's wrong. And that's that's the important thing is owning that, owning your more your morality about what's important and what isn't. Like I'll get on here and talk about a bunch of bullshit and, and you know, curse and drink and smoke and whatever. And I'm fine with that because it doesn't hurt anybody. There's no victim here. But I won't get on here and be a heresy either and try to t- steal the, the faith away from somebody else either. Because that's wrong, but I'm drawing my own lines, and that's 
And honestly, if I'm just saying it, like, I'm not going to be here next week because I'm turning 40. Like, mm-hmm. next Wednesday, I'm turning 40, so I won't be here. But that's, as I get older, I look at you younger, you younger people, and I think, like, this is what you need to learn. You need to learn that about the lines you draw for yourself, about where your morality is, what's right, what's wrong, and how you feel inside. Because I've always felt like conscience, right, that we all have, we all have a conscience, that is our connection to God. He's telling us what's right and what's wrong, and we know it on the inside. We know it balls to bones. We know what's right, we know what's wrong. You know, so don't let them tear you down because you smoke a cigarette or because you drink a glass of wine or because you say a curse word. Don't let these other people tear you down. You focus on your morality and what's right and what's wrong. So as we wrap things up here, I'm going to say two things. Number one, I think we should have a a podcast discussion about what actually is right or wrong. Um, Because I think a lot of times we pin ourselves to the cross for things that we were told may have been wrong um, you know what I'm saying? It just may not be scriptural is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, 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 and opinion, a church opinionated, you know, uh, correction is different than you correcting me with what you're saying. You know, God said, um, and so I think we should have a discussion about that, but I also want to shout out my parents, uh, Elman Wilson, Larnell Scott. For um, even even with any type of misunderstanding they may have ever had about me, um, I can give them credit to, you know, part credit to like my my whole just say mindset and freedom because they never have like tried to make me do anything, you know what I'm saying, or make me not do anything. You know, they've never tried to, you know, control me or say, you know whatever, like try to try to determine my narrative. You know what I'm saying? Like there was never any pressure. I mean, of course, like my mom definitely like we was going to like go to college, you know what I'm saying? But it, it wasn't like, yo, you, you know, you got to be Harvard. You got to be a doctor. You got to be a minister. You got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like they really feel like, you know, like they'll, tr- they, you know, they raised us, you know, they trust our relationship with God, me and my sister, whatever like that. So, um, I do, I do give them credit, you know what I'm saying, for allowing me to be able to have freedom, you know what I'm saying, to be me. And they don't even, they don't, they don't, you know, and this is, I'm not saying this to be combative or even put any offense to what y'all said about in reference to just say the family name, but like, they don't, they don't, I guess, worry about our family name based off of what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, and that allows me to be able to just be me. It just does. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just honest God truth, you know, and granted, it could be because my, you know, my dad is on a smaller, you know, platform. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that just, that may it just may be the difference. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't have the same pressures as y'all because, you know, you're in bigger ministries. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, your dad may be known, you know, in more places, whatever like that. So that just may come with more. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not going to discredit that. You know what I'm saying? But I just definitely uh, even if, you know, my mom has ever called me and just been like, you know, are you sure? You know what I'm saying? Whatever like that. But it was never like a don't do, you know what I'm saying? Take it down now. You know what I'm saying? The disgrace. Ah, you're kidding. You know what I'm saying? It was never that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, if I, if I literally had to do a comedy show at a strip club, like my parents would show up, watch me perform and then leave. You feel what I'm saying? Like, because 
they're not worried about the atmosphere. Like they're going to be them regardless. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to support me regardless. You feel what I'm saying? And, you know, I just respect that. So anyway, let me say this. I want to throw this out here. This is by far our longest podcast ever. Just the one that you guys want shortest. But I, but I got to say this to Rudy's point. So the pressure doesn't come from parents for me. Mm-hmm. So my pressure doesn't come from my parents to do this or do that or um, like my parents don't put me on um, the pedestal to you got to be this. You got to do that. Like that doesn't come from them. It comes from um, the church. It comes from the community. It comes from the congregation. It it comes from them. Um, From me. From you. But it but but when I'm talking about how 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 I'm. You're saying, like, you're, you're saying your parents don't look at you differently, but the, you're saying that the church community is the one that's giving you it's, that. It's right. And so when I say I feel pressure, right. when I say I feel right. like um, I don't, you know, uh, it's it's to be this way or I felt pressure to be this way. It's not because my parents have expected sure. me to be a certain way. For sure. Um, of course, sure. now my parents want. You can't. You can't. Terry, hold on, Terry, Terry, Terry. Let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish. All right. All right. Because then I lose my train of thought. Um, you said it wasn't your anyway, parents. My point was, it's not my parents, mm-hmm. and so my parents, um, a hundred percent are down for Kelly and love Kelly. Right, sure. You know, for who she is. Now, is Kelly a different person? Um, you know, the weekend in Miami with her friends than she is with her parents. A hundred percent. Are my parents ever gonna see weekend in Miami with her friends, Kelly? Probably not. Right. <laughs> It's just not for them to see, you yeah, know. Um, but I still am, you know, Kelly, and they love Kelly for who 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 I am. Right. But when I talk about the the pressures of me being a preacher's kid, it, it hasn't come from my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more is it's come from more of like I said, the the community, the congregation, and how I to Terry's point, how I internalize mm-hmm. how they feel about me. But it's not it's not my parents. And I, I, I and let me let me just say this because I don't know if you guys I, I and I definitely wasn't like shouting at my parents to like shit on y'all. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't really like that, that, you know, and, and, and even and even and even to your point when I was saying about the whole like ministry level, like I, I think that even just being a part of a smaller ministry, like that that still gives me less pressure. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I don't have the pressure from my parents and I, I don't that's not I don't have as many eyes on me as you have, you know what I'm saying, your whole lifetime. You feel what I'm saying? Like so I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 you know, empathize with you all's position even more than mine because I, I feel like I had more of an avenue to this freedom that I have now, as opposed to, you know, what I'm saying you who have, you know, who were watching grow. But I think that's based off of, you know, like I said, even just, you know, having that 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 pressure. And I, I just, I don't feel like I ever dealt with it, or maybe I just didn't care. I don't know. But either way. I never, I never, I never worried about anybody in the church. For me, I think it would have been just more or less if my parents were disappointed, that would affect me. You know what I'm saying? But like, I would have, I never would have cared about deacon so and so, whoever. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's the main word, caring. You know, right. I, I care. Right. Um, I've cared. Right. Um, and so I think, which is why it it has made it different for me. Again, I don't want to disappoint my parents either. Um, but I've cared what other people have. Sure. Have felt for sure. Um, for sure. Well, because it, it also comes back to your parents. You feel like you're, you feel like you're representing them. 
So you feel like you have to be this certain kind of person when everybody else looks at you. It's not the judgment from your parents that bothers you. It's the judgment from others that you feel like it's shoved off onto your parents because you're a representative of them, you know, and it's, it's that subconscious thing that messes, messes with your mind because you feel like you got to be this kind of person because you want to be just like them or you want to be better than them or you want to be a good representation of them, you know, and it's, uh, it's different for Rudy, honestly, no offense, Rudy, just, I'm saying it's different because you're, you didn't, you, you didn't, you weren't raised in this. It wasn't your formative years. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have the eyes on you at 11 years old. To, to be a certain kind of way. I mean, I did. I did. That's what I'm saying. I just never cared, though. Like, I, like I knew, I knew how to act in front of I church got there people. Eventually, <laughs> I don't say I, I knew how to, I knew how to act in front of church people, but that wasn't necessarily like like I did that up until and I'm and Janessa. I know you had something, but I did that up until I started finding out like oh other people doing what I'm doing too. Because I thought I just was the only one. That's the only reason why I ever hid. But when I started right. finding out like oh, other kids was was you know <laughs> was was wilding. I was like, oh, okay, well then, you know, I'm normal. But go ahead, Janessa. No, I was just saying, listening to what uh, Kelly and Terry were saying, it reminded me of something from the uh, Meghan Markle, Harry, mm -hmm. Prince Harry interview. Mm -hmm. Meghan was saying, you know, people were judging her based off of the Disney fantasy of what a princess mm -hmm. life is and mm -hmm. not judging her based off of the reality, like her mm -hmm. actual life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to a certain extent, not saying that we are Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, but sometimes I think we get judged or we are viewed to uphold this, uh, you know, what is thought to be yeah. a religious organization, pastor, mm -hmm. all the stuff that goes with those words you hear. Mm -hmm. But the actual reality is my reality and your reality are like the same thing, kind of like what you were just saying, Rudy. Like we do the same things. The only difference is I'm Pastor Roland's daughter, mm. and you're not. Mm. You know, like that. Mm. Um, There's that, that mentality. Like, There's mm. that mentality. If only I could be there. Mm. If only I could be that. Terry, Terry, Terry. Let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish. No, I was just saying that that spotlight, you know, might not be on another church member. Because right. I agree with you, Kelly. Like my parents, I I feel like <laughs> they love me. However, I am, and uh, I know I can be a handful at times. Or <laughs> to be, but those church members, I like you, Kelly. Care, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though me and your daughter do the exact same thing, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm the one who's like held to this super high standard. And your child is not, you know what I'm saying? And so there is, for me, there used to be this whole wanting to walk the narrow, you know, the straight and narrow. But now I'm really, I don't know, maybe it's because I've had 20 good years of dealing with it. And now I, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I think more than ever, I am adamant about discovering who I am and I'm not as concerned. I think there's still a little, a little bit of wanting to, you know, not 
disappoint people. Mm. But I feel like I'm getting to that point in my life, like that crossroads where you're going to have to accept somebody's going to be upset. You know, not upset, but some, you're going to, you're not going to be able to please everybody. Mm. Like there's a point where you got to get to where you accept that and you keep moving forward or mm. you get to that crossroad and then you're going to turn around and start walking back. Like, right. But you gotta, you gotta pick something. Right, right, that's right. The problem is, you, you, if you have that thought of like, I can't please everybody, it means that you started with the thought that I have to please everybody. That's gotcha. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the worst ones podcast. The worst one. At, <laughs> at the worst ones PK. Follow us. Like us. Don't like us. We don't care. No, we, we, free we, don't <laughs> we free now. You feel me? Um, no, that's what's up, man. Great conversation, guys. Uh, we can start with you, Kelly. I know you don't want anybody to follow you, but you got anything you know you want to tell us about? Yeah, put the words of what's PK back on there. Gotcha, gotcha. Follow <laughs> Kelly. <at> Follow us. That's Kelly line. At the worst was PK gotcha. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Janessa. You can follow me at, at Melanated Brews, anything and everything coffee, tea, and beer related. IG, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's all of them. But at Melanated Brews, that's it. It's a good one. I follow it. It's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Terry? Uh, Terry Wayne Comedy on all platforms at Terry Wayne Comedy. Uh, I'm also going to be March 18th. The Blue Jeans Comedy Show in Fort Lauderdale. If you want to come out and see me, and you happen to see this before then, uh, I won't be here next week because I'm over the hill. Uh, so I'll be resting, apparently. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube. Um, just type in The Worst Ones Podcast. Uh, you can find us there, man. Check us out, man. We have great conversations every single week. Uh, we post every single Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, man, we lit. You know, we'll uh, we'll do another recap, you know, another 16 or so episodes down the line, you know, and we'll, we'll see. Well, not only that, but we've done 90 minutes on this episode, which I thought was great. I just want to see how Rudy cuts this down to an hour. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to. It's He's not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to. No, this is, this is all being left here. We raw dog in this one. He Absolutely. doesn't put anything I've learned. Well, this no, I because I don't do the, the actual editing. Like I be telling them, you know what I'm saying. But I don't, I don't, I don't always watch like everything from start to finish. Like I because I just kind of like, you know, watch parts, bits and pieces. So we're gonna edit this part out, I'm sure. No, but before we leave, we can't edit this part out. Janessa's birthday is Saturday. Woo! Rudy, give us a little song. It's my dog birthday. It's my dog. <laughs> All right. He's, he's turning 21 again. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Right. Enjoy. Thank we'll you. have to hear about all the deets from your from your um birthday weekend next Wednesday. Yes, I will be 32. Hey. Yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm I'm, I'm guess I'm gonna be the youngest person on here. Shut up. Goodbye, Rudy. Get off. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought, I thought we don't care that you're <laughs> old asses. All right, um, y'all check us out uh, every single week, man. Until next time, we out.